God, you are so good. Pastor Kerry has been talking about creating altars and just talking about how Trinity Fellowship has just been created as this place for God just to move in power. And I'm just so thankful for what God is going to do. And he's extending, he's extending, our, our lengthening our cords. He's extending the tent pegs. He's making this place bigger because he's about to move. Right? You guys believe that? <clears throat> if somebody could grab me a water, that would be great. We believe, therefore we speak. We speak the good things that God wants to do in these days. <clears throat> and what we get to be a part of is amazing in this house. I wanted to start this this morning. Um, <clears throat> wow, this is funny. Don't give up on the world. He's still the God of the impossible. So this is my old message. You probably don't want to listen to that one because I've already preached it. But it would be probably pretty good. But um, <clears throat> but I don't have my message actually here. I was even talking about, I may not have some notes. Uh, would you mind going getting my real notes? <laughs> For this day? They may be in my book bag right there. Uh, but I wanted to start out with this question today. I want to answer this. Why does the world need Trinity Fellowship Church? I think that the world definitely needs this church. Uh, and the message title that I have today is The Incomparable and Extraordinary Offering of Your Life. That you are an offering. That this house is a unique incomparable, extraordinary offering that God has on the earth. You know, there is no place on earth like this gathering of believers, right? We, we, we all agree with that probably, right? But there's some powerful and amazing uniquenesses of this house that I'm so thankful for. And that the main reason that we gather, and what I hear just so constantly, and Pastor Kerry just, just talks about it so much, is that we are people in passionate pursuit of the presence of God. In passionate pursuit of the presence of God to see and experience his power and his glory. That we, we come here because we are, we are so excited to see the presence of God just extend and move and just God do whatever he wants to do. And that we are people that are passionate to meet with God and to encounter God and to go with him. Allow his spirit to move us and for us to engage with him and to run with him wherever he wants to go. I am so thankful for a body of believers that are so passionate about that presence. And what's so unique about the presence of the Lord that we are, we are coming to encounter and that Pastor Kerry and Diane have worked for for so many years is that when we encounter God, we should expect things to happen, correct? And that's what we do. We expect, we expect God to, to heal, to deliver, to save, to, to provide, to give revelation, to give understanding, to give encouragement, to give equipping, to fill us up again, to give peace and love and joy. That we encounter a God of the universe who actually is downloading the heavenly realities into us that we 
are looking for, that we are coming and expecting to see, that when people came to Jesus, did they go away, oh boy, uh, you know? Now we know the rich young ruler, he may have been that way, right? He was, he was that way a little bit, but he said, no, because I'm not going to, uh, thank you, appreciate that. And a backup, and a backup for me, that God, God so delights in us when we delight ourselves in him, right? And Trinity Fellowship and the unique expression of what, what we are all pursuing in this place is such a great thing that I can't imagine the world without it, right? I can't. And so I'm so thankful for, for just this gathering to gather into the things of God. Now, Jesus says, well, you know, what is the greatest commandment? Remember, he says, he says, love the Lord your God. Boom. He starts out with love immediately. This is the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, yes. with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Four parts, right? There's four parts here. And I want to just say that because I see the uniqueness of Trinity Fellowship Church in four parts. That there's, and if you actually go to Pastor Kerry's membership class, he talks about these four parts. The uniqueness of what called him to Tyler, Texas, to begin this church. And that these four parts are things, are, are how, we, how we engage in what God is doing. Pursuing the presence of God in these four ways. And the first one is heart. And I see this in praise, right? This is a praise house. We believe in the worship of God. That we believe that, that people encounter God in worship. And that we encounter the heart of God when we come to him and we, we see him and gaze on his beauty. And that we are transformed when we see him. That when we come and we, we begin to worship how wonderful you are, oh God. How beautiful is your name. That you are a God who kicks down mountains, you know. It's, you know, no mountain you won't climb up, you know. All these things, that we believe these things and then we come into encounter him. And that there is a uniqueness of the expression of worship in this place because we allow the spirit to move and have his way in us. We're going to move with you, Holy Spirit. Do you want us twirling around? You know what? We're going to be okay with that. We're going to twirl around. That's true. Whoa, okay. That's Trinity Fellowship Church. <laughs> That's Trinity Fellowship Church. Um, you know, we need to be okay with yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit. And actually, that is a training for life. That when we then step out of these doors, that we are trained then to yield and to worship Him at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The afflicted, the humble will hear it, and they will rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. David, thank you. That is what Trinity Fellowship does. That is a uniqueness of, of the heart, of connecting our hearts to the Father's heart. That's one thing. Okay, so heart, soul, soul I see in our prevailing prayers of faith in this house. Yes. We, we desire 
to pray and to meet with God and to call on his kingdom come. Your kingdom come, O Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pastor Diane does a fantastic job of not just praying what we need happen, but praying the heart of the Father. Like we get on God's page and then we pray what he says. What's, what he desires, and that this is a uniqueness, I think, of Trinity Fellowship Church, and that we all gather around that, that soul singing. Love that song, don't you? Yes. It's a very devotional thing. My soul sings, my soul sings, my soul sings, how I love you. But we do that continually. And I love that, that this is what our house, this is what we desire. Not just prayers here and there. Continual prayer. Yes. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in everything. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. That this is what God's desire is for you and for this house. And why it's so important for us to provoke each other, to walk in these ways, and to give unceasing prayers unto God. Calling his kingdom come. Yes. Um, I was just thinking about, for instance, you know that we bring, this church brings life. Okay, a couple. This church brings life. This church brings life. This church brings life. You know, uh, Dave and Kay Green, they're not here, and they just had just something happen with Kay's heart, which God moved just a really great way, and Kay is great, uh, but she's home this weekend. Um, but they will be back. But David had COVID. I don't know. Maybe some of you don't know David and Kay Green, but David had COVID, and he had a pretty tough case. And... It wasn't looking good for David. Nope. And in fact, David, uh, they, they were talking about wanting to go on ventilator. Well, they knew enough to know ventilator truly meant a uh, kiss of death, practically. You know, it's just if you're going on ventilator, that's, you know, that's pretty done. Uh, so they were not going to go on the ventilator. So they came to them, and the doctor was like, yeah, we need you to go on the ventilator. And David came, and were like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that. So they... They called the churches. They had their friends. I mean, they have a great prayer team praying for them. Yep. So, so people were praying for them, and uh, they were. Dave was. Dave was still, you know, really getting worse and worse, and it was. It was certainly not looking good. Well, the the doctors had planned a Zoom call with Kay, yep. and they were they were getting ready to put him in hospice. And Kay was like, no. But she had to have this meeting, and she wasn't really wanting to have this meeting. And so she was asking the church to pray. And so we were all praying for David and for, for a good report and for healing for him and, and life and, and all these things. Well, Kay gets an accident. She gets in a car accident. And the car accident precluded her from having this meeting, this Zoom call. So she couldn't have the Zoom call with all the doctors that were telling her that she had to go into hospice. And so then a couple days later, then they rescheduled a doctor to come, and it was a spirit-filled doctor that came, and they came and met. Kay and David were in the room. The doctor comes in, and, he, and she says, I'm here to save your life. Whoa, yeah. Kay says, you're the answer we've been praying for. Totally turned around. He started getting better and better and better and better. And David is fine. 
David is awesome. David was with his wife, praying over his wife, seeing her heart being mended, seeing her restored back to health. Thank you, God, for this gift of life that when we see, gives more life. Woo! The power of prevailing prayer is in this house. That's soul, heart, soul, mind. So we have wonderful teaching in this house. We have a pastor who believes in the infallibility and the primacy of the Word of God. This is not just some really good stories, some myths that if 40 writers got together and we thought we'd put them in a book and call it the Bible. This is the Word of God. Right? Not just the red letters. <laughs> this is the Word of God. And so we hold this dear. And I'm thankful for this house that Pastor Kerry had this desire that we have the depth of the Word in this house. That we encounter. We encounter the heavenly realities through the Word. That that we have, given, we have been given this truth. And you know, the world needs truth encounter. Yeah. And how are they encountering truth? Are they reading the Bible? No. no. Most of them are not. How are, you? are they seeing the Bible? Well, I think they are because they're seeing you. Yep. And so we need to have fresh encounters with the Word of God that transform our lives and make us walk and see things differently and that we then believe, therefore, we speak. Therefore, we speak. How can people believe unless they hear? How can they hear unless someone preaches to them or speaks to them or tells them what God is saying? The Trinity is this great encounter of the deep of God. How many of, how many of you heard the things from the pulpit and you're like, wow, okay. That's amazing. Right? That's the word of God. That's, that's the good of God that he desires for us to have. So that's the mind, right? Heart, soul, mind. Where are we going? Strength. 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 This is, this is who you are. This is your energy. This is your effort. All that you give yourselves to. That when, when Pastor Kerry started Trinity Fellowship Church, you know, he, he believed that we need to minister to those that have the heart of God. The broken and hurting. Wait, who qualifies? Boy, a lot of us do qualify on that. But he wanted us to love like Jesus, not in word only, but in deed and in truth. Amen. That we give everything. That we don't just give, be warmed and well fed, now go your way. But actually, we want to help you wherever you need. And so I'm so thankful for the ministry of Love and Deed. And it's only in a a small expression of hopefully the greater example of what God wants us to walk in. And it's loving people like Jesus. And that Jesus loved everyone and he extended his love in just all kinds of profound and amazing ways. And that God has gifted this, this bride of Christ, the body of Christ, with all kinds of things so that we can love and we can demonstrate the love of God. Through salvation, healing, deliverance, through provision, through food, right? Jesus himself fed the 5,000, which is just 5,000 men, so it was many, many thousand more. Yeah. That Jesus fed the 5,000. He had compassion, and that he is desiring us to have that same compassion and to walk in that same way. So you guys, so you guys that, that's, a, that's a very unique expression of, 
our pursuit of the presence of God. Yes. So when we pursue with our heart through praise, this is how we encounter God's presence and how we know his heart. When we pursue him through prevailing prayer of faith, this is how we encounter God's presence and see his kingdom come. When we are teaching the meat and the depth of God's word, that we are pursuing God's presence and we are walking in his ways. That you might know how high, how wide, how long, how deep is the love of God that surpasses all knowledge. That we are encountering just this amazing work of God and that we walk in all of his ways as he's, used, as he's chosen for us to walk in. <clears throat> and then loving people, love indeed, with all of our strength, but not just love indeed, but loving the, the ones that are broken and hurting. Yeah. I, I love this. And that we, <laughs> we pursue his presence and, and we show his love through that, uh, through that, that type of just expression that God has given us all things, freely you have received, freely you give, and that we give ourselves to the work of God. Now, I want to go through, I, I want to just give a picture of this. And I need six volunteers. Okay, you know I got to do this. All right, six volunteers. We got to do it quick. All right. Thank you. I need, I need Sace. Sace. Oh, just right, right here. Uh, a few over here is good. A few over here. A few over here is good. I need somebody that can get on their knees. Um, you might have to help me out. <laughs> Judah, I'm glad. No, no. Oh, my. <laughs> wait. Thank you. But wait, just stand for a second. So I want us to get, just as I was doing this, I was like, yeah, this is, this is what, what I see when I see Trinity, we shouldn't see building, okay? Right. right? Let's not see building. Let's see people. Let's see movement. Let's see God, okay? So I was just saying, so the four things, the four uniquenesses, and, you know, he just makes a really good Jesus, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to use Jesus. Jesus is going to be over here. So, Jesus, could you just come over here right here? Um, and I'm going to have Judah... Here, let's, let's have you just switch for a second. Thank you. So this is, this is going to be this is going to be the first one. So that's the uniqueness of Trinity Fellowship is, is praise, right, is the heart. The heart of Trinity Fellowship Church. Okay, so you're Jesus, and you got a smile on your face, right, Jesus? Okay. So what I saw was I saw a lover of Jesus come running, right, and grab hold. And like that. So, so here, move back a little bit so it's more dramatic. <laughs> okay. So I want you to go run into Jesus. Isn't that good? Okay. And then, wait, stay there. Stay there. Stay there. And just, you don't have to keep hugging them. <laughs> but now I want you to go like this. So you were, you were hugging on him, and now you're like, yes, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, you're so excited, right? Isn't that good? Yeah. <laughs> Keep that picture. Okay, now, now Judah, now stand over here. Now, Jesus, you come running to Judah. Now, Jesus, you raise your hand and clap and dance. 
Isn't that worth fighting for? Isn't that what the world needs? That needs, the world needs people encountering that, and the world needs to see that happening. They actually need to see people encounter Jesus and are undone and they're falling over and there's tears coming down and they're laughing uncontrollably. That's what the world needs to see. That's why it's worth fighting for this house. Woo! Okay. The second thing, and I know you got on your knees, so here you go. Can you get on your knees? This is persistent prevailing prayer. Calling on the name of the Lord. Can you just put your hand and look it up? Exactly. You know, the world needs to see people that are giving themselves to calling on the Lord's name. Not taking the Lord's name in vain, but calling on the Lord's name. And seeing his kingdom come. Seeing life from the dead. We just talked about it. That this is what the world needs. They need to see this. They need this happening. Now, if you're okay, can you stay on your knees okay? Uh, if anybody has a pillow, we can grab them. Okay, just, just stay right there. So, so prevailing prayer. Okay, so anybody got a, I need my Bible. Okay, can somebody give me their Bible? Yep. Prevailing prayer. Encountering the deep. So I want you to hold this Bible or to, with one hand. I want you to take the other hand, and I want you to point like this. Okay, now I want you to look up and go. <laughs> that we encounter the glory of God in and through his word. That his presence just overflows us when we see him in his word. And that we need, the world needs this. <gasps> Did you see this? Do you know what it says right here? Who forgives all of your sins? Who heals all of your diseases? That's what the world needs. So just keep that look on your face. <gasps> so when you two are like, wait, I only, we only have one left. But it's actually not one left because it's a demonstration of the love of God. Right? Strength. Heart. Soul, mind, and strength. And strength, I just see, I just see. You want me to pick like, him up? Joe is going to come. No. No, Joe is coming like this. And then you're going to put your hand on him. Exactly right. No, you just, well, and you can tell you to do that time. But, but you are praying that you are imparting the love of Christ, right? That's it, right there. That's it. That's the picture right there. So these are the pictures. Wow, and I'm totally in the way. People who are passionately pursuing the presence of God through heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is Trinity Fellowship Church. This, this is worth giving my life for. This is worth fighting for. This is worth contending for. This is worth wrestling for. You know, Jacob was met with a messenger from heaven, and he grabbed hold of him. He's like, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. That's right. You know what happens later? <laughs> that the heavens open up, and he sees a ladder, and he sees the angels ascending and descending. And he goes, oh, 
my word, I call this place face because I've seen the face of God. This is the house of God. I win. I have contended for this, and I will not let go this kind of connection in the heavenlies, that this is what the world needs, is this connection with God the Father, connection with the Son, connection with the Spirit, that we live in this place that he has called us to walk in together, right? Okay, we're taking an offering right now. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, you guys can come down. Thank you guys. Give me a hand. But our response to the calling of God and, and the uniqueness of who he, he has called us to be in the earth in these days, right? Yes. This is the uniqueness. Yes. That's the uniqueness of this house. Yes. Now, could we do other things? Yeah, we could. But this is the uniqueness of how we began, right? It's really how we operate in this house. It's, it's totally worth giving my energy, my time, my talent, what I've got. I'm so glad that, that I get to, we get to be a part of such a thing, such a place. David says, one thing I've asked of the Lord, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in this kind of a place where I encounter the Lord, where I see his beauty, well, beauty. I see his goodness. I meditate. I think about how great he is. And he meets me in that place, and he conceals me in the day of trouble, and I sing for joy. It's who, it's who God created us to be, to be right and fulfilled in that kind of a place. God, thank you for this place. Thank you for this place. But just as Trinity Fellowship is a unique and special place, so too are each one of you. And we, I think in response to what God is doing and all that God gives to us, you know, Paul says in, uh, in Romans 12, he says, therefore I urge you, Romans 12, 1, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. That our response to all these great and amazing things is to present ourselves to a God who's already given himself <laughs> as an offering to us. That it says that, that in Revelation, it says that Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world from eternity past, which anybody else have this difficulty? I, I shouldn't even go here, but anybody else? Eternity future, I kind of got. I don't understand, right? But, but I kind of understand it. You know, eternity future, that, that, I get that. Does anybody quite grasp eternity past? <laughs> Is anybody else like that? I'm like, oh my gosh, eternity past, that's really kind of a hard concept, Lord. But I want you to know, eternity past was filled with love and fellowship and goodness and intimacy with the three of the Godhead. They were always, always loving, always on the same page, always with, with, with one heart. For eternity past, 
Does that mess with any? It messes with me. I just like, how does that even, okay, God, you are God. Um, so from eternity past, there is just this beautiful fellowship, relationship, intimacy. And then in that intimacy that they, they came up with, oh, we know what we want to do. We want to make a bride. We want to make a bride for ourselves that reflects who we are. We're going to create the bride in our own image and that we actually even have a plan for even when the, there's something that gets messed up with, with how the bride ought to be. And Jesus was there as they're, they're talking through what their plan is. And Jesus says, Father, I want to offer myself completely to do everything that you want to do. Everything that you want to accomplish, I give myself to it. Yes. Yes. So good. Can you imagine that? How beautiful? Yes. How amazing? Yes. That conversation was between the Godhead. Yeah. And so Jesus comes and God creates the heavens and the earth. He creates the earth. You know, he sets out the plan. And all the while, he knows what he's going to do through his son. And Jesus comes, and he comes on the earth, and he demonstrates the love of God the Father. And if we go to Isaiah 53, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, although most powerful and most gut-wrenching passages of Scripture, we see our Savior and all that he came to do and all that he was, was, he was encountering, that it wasn't that Jesus came in just a vacuum and came in perfection and didn't have to deal with any kind of difficulty or trial, it says clearly in, in Isaiah 53, all the things that Jesus had to encounter on the earth as he was presenting himself as an offering to the Father. It says that he was despised, forsaken, man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, three, despised and we didn't esteem him. We didn't value him. We didn't put value on him. Our griefs he himself bore, our sorrows he carried, Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. We esteemed him, we, we considered him cursed. <laughs> Jesus became a curse that we might be the, the heirs of righteousness, yes. the heirs of God. But it says, all, we've, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way. But... The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us. Correct? In verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that was led to the slaughter, like a sheep that is silent before its shears, he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken, uh, taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off from the land of the living? For the transgression of my people, for our transgression, to whom the stroke was due, to whom the beatings were due, to all of us, to all the transgressors. His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was a rich man in his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. But the Lord, now this is, this is the good part. So Jesus presenting himself as an offering in all of this, being despised and forsaken and rejected and ridiculed and mocked, that Jesus gives himself in this atmosphere. And it says, but the Lord was pleased. He was delighted. It was his desire to crush him, putting him to grief, which the crush him is the word, uh, the word that's same word that's used, bruise, 
that God was saying in Genesis when he was saying that you will bruise his head. He will bruise your head and you will bruise his heel. He was talking to the enemy. And so he's using this same word here. It says, but the Lord will please, is pleased to crush him, putting him to grief, if he would render himself as an offering, a guilt offering. He will see his offspring. He will prolong his days and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. As the result of the anguish, the pain, the toil, the labor of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. Who will see it? Who will be satisfied? The heavenly father will see this offering and all that he has gone through and he will be satisfied. And the word for satisfied means filled up to completely full. That God will be filled up to full. And not filled up with full like I can't take it anymore. But filled up to full with pride and delight and thanksgiving. That this incredible offering was provided and given as a free will offering to me. Yes. And the Lord and the, the Heavenly Father was satisfied. Yes. That's why Hebrews says... There's no offering for sin necessary. No more offering for sin necessary. You can't save your own soul. It doesn't work that way. The only way that we are right with God is through Jesus Christ. Right? And it's perfect once for an offering. But he didn't offer it, like I'm saying, he didn't offer it just in this perfect place where everybody loved him and everybody celebrated how great he was. That's not where Jesus came, right? Whew. And then it goes on. He will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, and he will bear their iniquities, that we are justified. We are justified by his work on our behalf. Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, and because he poured out himself to death. That's why he's seated at the right hand of God the Father, because he continued to pour himself out. He poured himself out. That we, we, like Jesus, are offerings. And I wanted to just share this this morning about being an offering to the Lord. And that Jesus was this incredible offering to the Lord. He gave himself, just in the, in the harshest of circumstances, I mean, he gave himself all the way up into a cross, and that he calls us to then also make offerings to the Father. Well, Jimmy, are you saying I have to go to the cross? Well, I guess kind of, yeah, since the Bible says that. <laughs> you take up your cross and you follow him. But Jesus has already died for your sin, and so, so you already have his work on your behalf, and it is finished, and that's complete, and you are righteous. But you do take up your own cross. But we take up our cross, and we... Love the Lord our God, and we give him offering through, wait, let's give our offerings through four things, heart, soul, mind, and strength. That there are things that are unique to our offering now. And I want you to really catch this. This is so good. And Bill Johnson kind of spurred my thinking on this whole thing. And it's so beautiful that there is, this time of our existence is very unique. Okay, for all of eternity, uh, after what's happening here on the earth, Satan will be bound, right? Satan will be in the pit. There will be no more uh, accusations from him. 
that there will be no more tears. Uh, there will be no more death. It will be swallowed up in victory, right? There will, there will be joy everlasting, full of glory. That, that, that for eternity, we have just this understanding of we are now known as we are known, Paul says. That we are now understanding and see the glory of God for, for what we can receive. Now, we are not infinite, so we are, well, we are infinite, but, but we, are, we don't know all things like God, so we still get to know more and more and more and more and more about God. In 10 million years, I'm still learning more about how great God is. And just like the heavenly creatures, I'm saying, holy, as I come up to God again and I see something new and I'm completely undone. That was year 10 million. How about Googleplex? How about that? I'm still doing the same thing. So, so we have this window on the earth where we, and, and all that time I'm going to be giving offerings. I'm going to be giving God glory. I'm going to be giving him praise for all of eternity. But you know what? In this time right now, I get to choose to praise him in pain. No more pain. No more pain in heaven. So right now, though, I can, when I'm going through pain and struggle, I can praise him. And it is a unique offering. It is incredible, and it's beautiful to the Lord. And I believe that it's even as he says, and the Lord saw it and was satisfied. Because we are giving it in the midst of all this struggle and all this pain. And I'm choosing to praise you. Oh, man. What a gift that we get on this planet. So we see this planet a little bit differently now because we know that all of these struggles and pains are actually great opportunities for me to demonstrate my love to the Lord and my trust in Him. That I give you praise, oh God. Man, I love that song. It's a hill song. I give you praise for you deserve it. I give you praise for what you've done. I give you praise for you are able. I give you praise till I overcome. I give you praise when the sun is shining. I give you praise in the dark of night. I give you praise when the battle rages. I give you praise till it works out right. Shout for the king is among. Okay, that's Trinity Fellowship Church. Godly is here in our praises. Shout of the king is among us. Praise him, praise him, praise him in everything. Right? That's Trinity. That's his house. That's what we believe in. That we encounter our God when we encounter his presence and his goodness in the midst of our stuff. I know plenty of you guys come in here and you're hurting and you're broken and you come in here, I got to meet with the Lord today. That's what this is. That's what this place is about. That's why we need people to get in here, get into the presence of God, get into the goodness, eat of the fat, drink of the sweet, send portions to those who have not prepared. Jesus, give me a voice. Losing my voice. I am not going to lose it. I'm going to keep it. Glory to God. Oh, we give you praise, Lord, and we thank you, Jesus. For this is why you created us, that Paul and Silas would be in a prison, and they would praise your name in the prison.
prison doors would break open. Jesus, this is what you've put on the inside of us, and we thank you, God, for it, so that our hearts would give you praise in all things, oh God. Jesus, thank you. Whew. Uh, Jesus. I was just thinking, um, just even this in, in our pain, there is so much opportunity to give offerings to the Lord, right? There, there really truly is. And it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. But it's our choice. We have been given this beautiful thing called free will from our Father. And that we make these choices and that it becomes these amazing offerings when we do it in response to who he is. And we tell him, we tell the earth, we tell ourselves, bless the Lord, my soul. Why so downcast? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Valerie, uh, we had a word about our next baby would be a season of joy, and we, we went through trials. The Lord gave us that word to walk through the trials, actually. We had two miscarriages after that. It was not easy. It was gut-wrenching. Yeah. And Valerie, on the second, the second time, she, we, we were talking, and she's like, I, I'm just going to go see my sister. I just, I just need to get away. I was like, you go, honey. You just do what you need to do. I'm like, that's great. So she's, she's driving to her sister's, and she said, uh, the Lord was really kind of drawing her, like, you need to come to me. You need to come be with me. You need to talk to me. And, and she just said, I mean, she testifies, and she does a great job at it. Um, <clears throat> she said, no, I'm too angry. I'm too mad. Can't do it. <laughs> and she was just really upset that the Lord was even asking her, you know, and, and so then so then she hears just so clearly this, this still small voice and says, I don't care how you come in, but just that you come in. And just met her in that place. And she was just undone. And she was like, okay, I'm coming in. He just wants you to come in. Right? Yes. But that, that simple but not so easy act, okay, I'm just going to come. Yeah. I'm going to come like I am. That that's an offering. That's an offering that is given to the Lord. That, and it is, I, I mean, God is the perfect bookkeeper. He remembers that. Yeah. He remembers that offering. He will remember every one of these offerings that you give in these days. And it will be repeated back to you as a proud moment of a papa who is filled with the delight of his child. Stepping towards him. Do you see how critical these days are? <laughs> and that he can work all things to good. Our hearts, the second thing is trusting in the middle of doubt. Is another incredible offering. Trusting. When everything in you just doesn't understand, does not know what to do, you just cannot trust. The widow, remember the widow's might? It says that Jesus was, and that's uh, Mark 12, 41, 42, 44. It says uh, 
Jesus was sitting across from the treasury, and he was watching how people were giving, and they were giving, and a lot of them were like, yeah, you know, I'm giving this great offering, and they had this, all this money, and they were like, yeah, we're going to put all this in. Look how great we are. And, I mean, Jesus was pretty clear. Well, that's, that's what you get then. You only get honored there. That's the only honor you will ever receive. And he's watching the widow, and he is, and it were, the word theomai, uh, uh, it says he was watching, Theomai. We, we get the word theorize, but it's to contemplate, to analyze. Jesus was considering how people were giving. He was watching it. Why was he watching that? I think he was watching it, not for the point of condemnation. He was watching to delight in it. He was watching to see the delight of the Father and to enjoy the offering that is given. And he saw the widow, and the widow comes, and she gives everything. The two mites were not the biggest thing. It was what was going on in here in the widow, right? And that's what the Father, that's what Jesus was delighting in. And then he celebrates it, and he talks about how great that offering was because of what he saw where? He saw right here. He saw within her soul what was going on, her trust, her belief. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to eat tomorrow, but I know that I'm going to give this unto the Lord. And Jesus, along with the Father, just delights in the offering. Isn't that beautiful? It's so beautiful. And that God is asking us of similar things, to do things and to believe him when we don't understand all things. We, I, I have some doubts. I don't really get it. I don't understand what, what's, what you're asking me of, asking uh, from me, Lord. But I want to give you, yes. I want to give you my life. In, uh, in this last fall, and we had some, Definite trials through this last fall, and my sweet mother-in-law, she had a brain aneurysm and stroke and uh, brain bleed and, you know, a lot of things. She was in ICU for two weeks. Um, it, it was tough, and we were praying. We were calling on the name of the Lord, and we saw amazing things happening, and Grace is sitting right here. My son is a... My son is an ICU doc, and he says, Dad, I, I mean, he's been doing this for years now. He says, Dad, you know, Mama coming home and being the way she is, this doesn't normally happen. Yeah. This truly is a miraculous thing. Yeah. And she is a miracle. Yeah. And we are thankful for her. And we have been but praying and, and just asking the Lord all the things that he wants to do in these days and how we need to adjust and change and move and all these things. And the Lord was, began speaking to us and just said, you know, you need to take sabbatical. Yeah. I was like, okay, Lord. And we just heard six months. <laughs> and I'll tell you, when, uh, when I heard six months, I was like, no. <laughs> Truly. I was like, no, that's not going to happen. You know, the, the schedules, all the things that are going to have to happen, I have to trust this, I have to believe in that, I got to do the, 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 you know, all this kind of stuff. So I almost dismissed it. But it was in the back of my head. But I was like, yeah, you know, okay. So I began to talk to Pastor Carrie a little bit about it, not knowing everything. Um, 
And boy, service on one Sunday, I was sitting here, and Pastor Kerry was preaching, and I wish I could remember what he was, but, but something he was preaching on, and, and I heard the Lord just so clearly. I mean, it was just, I mean, it wasn't audible, but it was audible. I knew it was God. You're just like, okay. He said, is six months too much to ask? And then he went on. He says, it's six months too much time to spend with me. Is six months too much time to give to your wife? Is six months too much time to love on your family? I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> and it wasn't, yeah, if you put it that way, Lord. But I knew what he was asking of me, and he was saying, no, I didn't say that just for fun. You know, I, I was serious when I said this. It was you that had the issue. Two months you can do on your own. You don't even need me. Six months, you're going to have to trust me. You're going to have to believe in me. You're going to have to walk the way I want you to walk and to trust me for each step. I was like, okay, God. And so I went to the elders, and we have amazing, wise elders that saw my heart and heard the Lord. And they, in fact, actually, the Lord had been speaking to them as well and had given them even the word of, given, given one of them specifically six months sabbatical. And he was like, well, I don't even know where that came from, and I don't know who that's all about. And then all of a sudden, we start talking about it in elders, and he's like, okay, well, there we have it. <laughs> so good. Complete confirmation, right? But I think these are so precious to the Lord. Yes. And Regardless of necessarily what I do, and I mean, I'm going to press into the Lord and minister to him, and I know he's going to minister to me. I'm going to minister to my wife, and she's going to minister to me. I'm going to minister to my family, and they're going to minister to me, that I'm going to go into the deep, and the deep is going to go into me. <laughs> but it's not even about all of this. It was actually me just offering this trust to the Lord. And believing in him, once again, with my identity, with, he, with what he desires. Do you really serve at my pleasure? Sometimes I, I, be, I, 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 may, I may say that too much. I serve at the Lord's pleasure, but that's truly in my heart. I'm not trying to brag about it. I'm just saying that's what I want. That's what I want to do. I believe, and therefore I speak. So I serve at the Lord's pleasure. And so the Lord says, well, if you serve at my pleasure, then you're going to do what I want. That's right. This is what I want. So... Thank you, Trinity Fellowship, yes. yeah. for this gift. Yeah. You guys are gifting to me to be with the Father, and hopefully you're not upset. <laughs> and if you are, we can pray together. <laughs> <laughs> we can get on God's page together. He likes to do that. But that's, that's the, the second thing, our soul, our soul offerings. The third thing is obedience when we don't understand um, that, and it's, that's similar to what I'm just saying, but obedience where we don't understand and we don't see all the things and how it's all going to work out, but we obey anyway. Yes. That Daniel kept praying three times a day, regardless right. of whether there was a law that says you cannot do that. Let's just say I think that we're walking in those kind of days, right? Yes. If this came down the pike, what's our decision? As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Yeah. 
we will continue to give offerings to the Lord of what he expects of me, not what the culture expects of me. And that Daniel actually changed the heart of the king, and the king even made proclamation that everybody needs to acknowledge the living God of Daniel because of Daniel's offering to the Lord. Well, we don't understand. The last thing, love in the midst of hate. Offering, offerings of, of giving, even when you're slapped in the face. Even in this culture of accusation, criticism, hatred, anger, bitterness, judgmentalism, that especially in this culture, the world needs this house. People that will love like Jesus. People that will speak truth. People that will still have compassion. Even if you're treating me like dirt. We have an amazing pastor who's written a book about blessing. And the power of blessing in the midst of difficulty and, and people persecuting you and and belittling you and even just shaming you and that Jesus would still bless. That I was, I was kind of talking, I was talking with, with Lavana, and she was, uh, I, I was kind of telling her, we were just kind of sharing back and forth and I said, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to kind of be preaching about da 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 da. And uh, because she had just mentioned how she was um, taking care of her ex-husband's things. That she, he had an illness, and then he got very sick, and he passed away. And she was taking care of his things. And this was, uh, this was her ex-husband who was very hurtful to her and the family. And I, I, I'm not going to go into all of it, but it was just not, it's such a harsh thing for this young little family and this husband that was to be the, the caretaker, the provider, the cherisher, the one who cares for, just was not that. And, and now, here I hear Lavana caring for him and his stuff. And, and she said, even as she was doing it, that compassion came over her. <laughs> and I said, Lavana, that's just what I'm talking about. That's just what the Lord was saying to me about offerings. That there are these offerings that we, when I think about that, and that kind of a thing, and to think of where we are in our lives and how God works in us to put us into places and we can choose either, well, I'm just not going to do that, or, okay, I'm going to give my life as an offering and I'm going to be a blessing and even in this place. And that... He chose, she chose the best and it will not be taken away from her. You're part of redemption. You're part of God working his glory and his goodness. It is so powerful. You know, James says, and I'm going to stop with this. So James says uh, in chapter 1, verse 2, consider it. You all know where I'm going? Consider it all, the word is all, consider it all joy when you face various trials, 
all kinds of trials, whatever trials may come, whenever you face any of those things, consider it joy. How do we do that? Because all of these are opportunities for God to take delight in the offering. I see extraordinary offerings, incomparable offerings that will never be again. And God will be so delighted as you give your heart, soul, mind, and strength to him. In these days where there's such fallenness and evil and wickedness and pain and hatred and all these things, and yet here are these people that are loving God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and pouring out this love through their, through, through, through their trust and their belief and their actions and, and the, the goodness and the, the love that, that God has placed within them. So God, I just thank you for these offerings today. Yes. If you just want to present yourself again today, I want to present myself again to the Lord. Yes. I just ask you to stand with me. Lord, we are presenting ourselves again in this place. <laughs> Lord, thank you. Thank you that you, you are the one who meets us with good things. Yes. So that even in trials, even in, in, in difficulties and struggles, Lord, that you meet us with the blessings of your goodness, of your love, of your presence. God, thank you for all that you have called us to walk into in these days. Lord, we take delight in you. But Lord, we say today, take delight in us. Lord, this next week, when we walk into to these different circumstances and, and all the different environments that we have been called to walk into, Lord, we pray that we would be offerings unto you in those places. Lord, and even as Daniel was an offering in the land of Babylon that was trying to squish him and take him out, Lord God, I just thank you that he transformed Babylon because of the offering that he was. Father God, thank you for the transformational work of the offerings in this place. Jesus, we thank you for the power of an offering. I thank you for these wonderful people. And I thank you for your presence, oh God, in this place. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I'm going to ask...